Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide for this online retreat designed to help you become the saint God created you to be, especially during this Lenten and Easter season. This retreat will consist of material from the spiritual classic, 12 Steps to Holiness and Salvation, that contains the wisdom of St. Alphonsus Liguori, as well as a brief reflection and a daily resolution that is designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So join with me now as we take the next step on the road towards holiness. Welcome to day 32. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and minds that we may hear your voice and be given the courage to act upon it throughout this day. Amen. So today we have another segment that's entitled True Detachment. So I'm going to just call this True Detachment 2 um, Continued or True Detachment Continued as we move through this segment from St. Alphonsus today. Detachment from human beings does not mean that if we are to love no one on this earth, but it means that our inclinations are to be in accordance with the will of God and pleasing to him. Both nature and religion impose upon us the obligation of loving our parents, relatives, and benefactors. But this love becomes inordinate and bad when it leads us to offend God and impedes our progress in a virtuous life. Many Christians would make great progress on the road to perfection were they freed from all earthly attachments. But because they foster some inordinate attachment in their hearts and are unwilling to renounce it, they continue in their lamentable condition without advancing a single step on the way of virtue. St. John of the Cross says, a soul that is attached to any creature will never attain perfect union with God, even though that soul may possess many other virtues. It matters very little whether a bird is bound with a strong or a weak cord, for the bird remains a captive and unable to fly as long as the cord is not broken. It is sad to see so many souls who are otherwise rich in virtues and graces, but who never reach a perfect union with God because they have not courage to renounce some little attachment. All that is necessary is one generous effort to break the cord that binds them and constitutes the only obstacle to their happiness. To arrive at a perfect union with God, it is necessary, therefore, to be entirely detached from creatures. In particular, we must renounce every inordinate attachment for our relatives. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ tells us that he who is too much attached to relatives cannot be his disciple. And why? because it often happens that we have no greater enemies of our soul than our own relatives. A man's enemies are those of his household. Matthew chapter 10, verse 36. St. Charles Borromeo said that as often as he visited his relatives, he returned with less zeal for the glory of God. When Father Antony Mendoza was asked why he never visited his parental home, he replied, because I am aware that there is no place where religious so easily lose the spirit of piety as among their relatives. He who is truly renounced inordinate attachment for his relatives will not be Im immoderately cast down when death claims someone who is near and dear to him. 
There are many who are inconsolable at the death of a relative or friend. They weep and moan and deliver themselves up to such unrestrained sadness and impatience that no one dares to approach them. I wonder whom they think they are pleasing by such unreasonable sadness and such a flood of tears. Is it God? Surely not, for God desires us to be resigned to his holy will. Is it the soul of the deceased? Again, no, for if that soul is in hell, it spurns those tears and the one who sheds them. If it is saved and already in heaven, then its greatest desire is that relatives and friends unite with it in thanking God. If the soul is still in purgatory, it ardently longs for the prayers of its friends and perfect resignation to God's will, so that all may be reunited one day in heaven. To what purpose, therefore, such excessive weeping and lamentation? One day, when the venerable Theotine, Joseph, Carciolo was visiting his relatives, who constantly bemoaned the death of his brother, he said to them, All, let us spare our tears for a more worthy object. Let us shed them for the death of Jesus Christ, who is our father, our brother, and our spouse, and who suffered death for love of us. On such occasions we ought to imitate the pious Job, who on the death of his children said with perfect resignation, the Lord give, the Lord hath taken away. As it hath pleased the Lord, so it is done. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job chapter 1, verse 21. In the year 1624, the son of a pious Japanese was condemned to death. When the young man took leave of his mother, he spoke to her in the following words. Dear mother, at last the hour is come, for which I have yearned so long, and for which I have so often prayed to God. I am now going to die. Pardon me all the trouble and sorrow I have caused you, and give me a mother's blessing. He then knelt to receive her blessing. His mother embraced him tenderly and said, My dear boy, may God bless you and grant you the grace to die a holy death. It pains my heart to lose you, but I am consoled with the thought that you die for Jesus Christ. May he be forever blessed for this great grace he bestows on you. Hereupon, the young man betook himself to the executioner to receive the stroke of death. What a magnificent example of detachment from relatives. So, definitely countercultural here, isn't it? When we think about particularly the pandemic through which we just lived, um, <clears throat> We can probably think of many instances of where there was definitely not an example of detachment. Many people uh, in our world today will accuse us of a lack of charity, of not truly loving, if we don't take particular steps or do particular things in order to protect the life of someone. And we're talking about the physical life. Jesus, of course, told us, what is there, you know, that anyone can do to us? Um, they can't harm the soul. And we have to remember that our eternal soul and the souls of all those around us are far more important than any harm that they might come to physically. But our world does not honor that. And we have to always bear in mind that it is the eternal soul of 
ourselves, and also our relatives, all those whom God has placed in our lives, and who hopefully we have, you know, true love and charity for. But we have to bear in mind that we cannot set aside, you know, the things that God is calling us to, you know, because someone thinks that we should be doing something differently. Um, so again, you know, Alphonsus says, detachment does not mean that we are to love no one on this earth, but it means that our inclinations have to be in accordance with the will of God and pleasing to him. That, that, that is, that's the key. Let me repeat it again. Detachment does not mean that we are to love no one on this earth, but it means that our inclinations are to be in accordance with the will of God and pleasing to him. This is how we are able to grow in detachment. This is how we're able to set aside created things, including people, not because we don't care for them anymore. No, far, 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 far from it. Rather, we love them so much that we set them aside so that we can become more holy, so that we can become more virtuous, so then we become a model to them of how they can continue to grow in union with God, so that our practices of piety are a model, not for us to get praise, not for us to, you know, um, to be, to look better, but rather so that we are a model especially to those closest to us, of how it is that we need to be pursuing our true good. And our true good is God. So we need to remember that if our family, in particular, tends to be a, makes it difficult for us to pursue the things of God, um, then kind of put ourselves out of those situations as we can. But when we do have to engage, remember that we must model as best as we can what is most important, and it is love of God. So once more, that idea of it doesn't mean we don't love anyone, but rather it means our inclinations are to be in accordance with the will of God and pleasing to him. So what might be a good resolution today? Well, a good resolution today would be to love those whom God has placed in your life, but we love them in accordance with his will today, not with ours, but with his. So love those who God has entrusted to you today to the best of your ability in accordance with his will, not your own. God bless everybody. Know my continued prayers and see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you think others may benefit from listening, please be sure to share the podcast with others. Until next time, know of my continued prayers that you be given whatever graces you need to do whatever it takes on the journey towards holiness so that together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.